Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. It's great to have you all with us once again. We appreciate all of our listeners. Remember to like and listen and subscribe and share the great content that we are sharing with you on a weekly basis. As always, co-host Liana Glass, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. And hello to our listeners. Thank you for being here, wherever you are in the world, whatever point you're listening to this episode. Thank you for being here with us today. I'm excited about our topic today because we are coming up on a pretty exciting point in the year. So I'm good. How are you? I'm also doing well, thank you. Um, you know, no complaints. Uh, we're in we're in the, the peak summer in the US. So, you know, that's that's my season. I like summertime. Um, and as you say, it's exciting because we get to talk today a little bit about arrival protocol and, and you know, one student arrives, students arrive, you know, what does that look like from in, in, in terms of orientation and just getting used to what's happening in the US, you know, and that's a good that's a good sign because it number one means we, we, we're quickly heading towards a new school semester, which is great in a new school year, but it also means that we're in a place Physically, um, you know, in terms of the pandemic and, and the rollout of the vaccines where we can actually be talking about arrivals and about, uh, you know, orientation. So that's just all excellent news. Um, so today's, you know, as we've sort of hinted, uh, Liana and I will be chatting a little bit about, um, first off, the arrival protocol. Um, you know, so Liana, let me pose you this question. You know, we've had so much happen in the past couple of months. Students have gone through so much. Um, what should they be looking out for at this stage in terms of their arrival? The majority of them, we assume at this stage, are still either in China or Vietnam or Korea or wherever they are in the world, but they are possibly about a month, half a month out from traveling to the United States. What are some of the key points they should be focusing on? So this year is unique in that there needs to be a lot of planning before you travel. So you need to know what date you need to be in the U.S. in your school community by so that you have enough time to quarantine, to test, and to be ready to attend school on the first day of school. So it's a little bit more complicated this year, but as long as there's open communication, we are going to get through it step by step and follow all of the CDC guidelines that Cambridge Network is also following. So what it looks like is a COVID test one to three days before travel. And then it looks like a seven day quarantine once you have landed, which includes another COVID test three to five days after you land. So that seven day quarantine is, um, it can either happen with a host family, it can happen in a hotel, but we do encourage students if possible to travel with family members so that they can help you with all of these arrangements too. If that's not possible to travel with a family member or um, a relative, stay with a relative in the US, you know, we can get creative with all of these solutions and that's what Cambridge Network is here for. Um, your student development manager is also creative and can think of solutions for you. So really it comes down to a lot of communication about your specific circumstances and then we will make sure you have a safe and happy place to quarantine. If it is in a hotel, then your student development manager would be checking in with you on a daily basis and help you with the check-in process to the hotel, transportation from the airport to your quarantine location. So 
like I said, it just comes down to a lot of communication before you actually travel. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, there's so much happening. And I think just listening to you there, I'm aware of so many of these policies that we're abiding by and these processes that we've put in place from Cambridge's side. But I know it can be confusing because there's a lot of information. It's a test. Yeah. And it's, am I traveling with family and a quarantine and a certain amount of time in that quarantine, then another test. And if I can't travel with family, I think the most important thing, yeah, as Liana says, is that communication and feel free to reach out to, you know, all of our SDMs, all of our FEAs, who you as a student and as a family have been introduced to. If you haven't, you will be very soon. Don't worry. They have this information. They're well versed on exactly any scenario that that you might find yourself in. You know, what are the steps that you should follow as a student and as a family to make sure that you arrive on time, specifically arrive on time with the eye of I need to spend some time um, in quarantine by myself, isolating um, and factoring that into actually starting school on time. So that's really, really important. Um, it isn't just the regular, you know, we all have that family member that when you travel with them on vacation, they just sort of arrive, they haven't planned anything, you don't even know if they've packed the right gear for where you're going. We don't want those family members to be too active during this period. We want a lot of planning. We want to over communication. And again, I want our families and our and our and our students specifically reach out to your, your Cambridge Network representative because they've been trained and they've come up with these policies and processes. So it's so important to use them as that resource. Definitely. And I know um, our executive producer Dean has a good graphic to show here. Um, because really the key is in the details this year. Um, so communication, 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 but also we have a lot of guidelines from the CDC about vaccinated versus unvaccinated travelers. And in China, where a lot of our students are coming from, there is new info every day about um, FDA and WHO approved vaccines. So we have to stay up to date with you may be vaccinated, but you not you may not be vaccinated with the vaccine that is recognized in the U.S. too. So that poses a whole other uh, set of questions. So again, just communicate a ton with us. But um, the graphic we're showing here kind of goes through what a not vaccinated individual would need to do traveling before and after, and then what a fully vaccinated individual would need to do before and after. So Stephen, I will kind of let you walk walk us through what we're looking at here. Absolutely, thank you for allowing me to walk us through this. That's great. Um, you know, and, and what we'll do is as well is, uh, you know, executive producer Dean will share a couple of documents for anybody that's listening that wants to access those. I know there's probably a couple of school officials as well that are listening that are thinking, what should our processes look like? What should our procedures look like? How do we communicate with our families? You can reference some of the documents that we'll put in our show notes. But basically, if you are traveling and you are unvaccinated or not vaccinated with something that's recognized in the US, um, as Liana mentioned earlier, you're getting tested one to three days before traveling to the US. Um, that is mandatory before traveling to the United States. Uh, you get tested three to five days after you've traveled. So once you've landed in the country, you will self-quarantine for seven days. That's what Liana was mentioning. If you travel with your family, otherwise a hotel that Cambridge have uh, arranged for you. So you self-quarantine for seven days if you have a negative test um, or 10 days if you do not take a test at all. So that's either a seven-day 
depending on your test or a 10 day without a test quarantine period. Again, you want to factor that into the time that your school and your program actually starts. So making sure that you can arrive in time factoring in those seven or 10 days. Of course, we want to be self monitoring at all times for symptoms and uh, the CDC at this stage in the US still makes it mandatory for people to wear a mask and take certain precautions while they travel. For fully vaccinated people, it's a little bit different, but there are most of those requirements are still in place as well. The only difference is for fully vaccinated people is that once you get that negative test three to five days after you've traveled, there will be no need to self quarantine. Again, a lot of processes, a lot of policies that we're trying to combine and follow the most important thing from a student and family perspective here is reach out and ask, get that game plan that you have from a Cambridge network uh, representative to make sure that you can plan accordingly. There are so many state and school regulations, nationwide regulations in place still, um, and they are there to ultimately keep us safe. So we want to make sure that we abide by them, that we don't get into any trouble. We keep other people safe um, and then we can arrive, uh, you know, with, with plenty of time to spare before our programs start. So, Liana, I don't know if I covered anything, everything there. Anything that you want to add? Just lastly, I would add that our host families all differ with their comfort level, with their vaccination status, too. So you might have a host family who's more than willing to host you for your quarantine or you might have a host family who's unvaccinated and is very uncomfortable with that. So again, it just comes down to understanding all of the details at play that are working together here to figure out what your arrival logistics will look like. So please reach out to us with any updates in your travel plans and we'll get it all sorted for you. And I know now we want to kind of move past what, what life will look like after you have completed all of those quarantines and testing and everything. Once we can move forward with that, we move into our student landing orientation, which is um, going to be an exciting time to just be able to go into sort of the normal routine of what student arrival looks like. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, Liana, I know you've been involved for, for several years with presenting that landing orientation. Uh, you know, for, for those of our listeners that don't know what a landing orientation is, do you, you know, in a nutshell, just explain exactly what are we talking about when we say landing orientation? Yeah, so once students land here and they have um, moved in with their host family, we typically would do an in-person landing orientation with all of the students attending your school. Typically, it would be at school that we would do this with some of your school officials, too. But we go through um, expectations from Cambridge Network, expectations from the school, expectations from your host family, and uh, what we expect from students themselves. So there's a ton of information packed into this orientation, and it really just gives students a broad lay of the land of what life will look like here in the U.S. and what their school day will look like here in the U.S., um, we introduce who the st student development manager is. We introduce who our family education advisor is. We introduce some school officials. Um, they get a lot of the logistical support, like host family address and phone number and how to communicate. Um, their student development manager, again, contact information and some background information on them to 
facilitate just that relationship that starts to blossom out of this landing orientation. And I think most importantly, they meet the other students in their program. So we give them an opportunity to introduce themselves and just get to know each other a little bit. But really, it's just what welcomes our students to start the school year off great. And I, you know, just listening to you, I'm just struck by if you know we, we talk about that arrival protocol and then we talk about the landing orientation. I'm just struck by the extra level that our employees go to to make sure that schools and students and families are just prepared and educated on exactly what's happening and, and, and ultimately to kick this this entire journey off just on a positive note to make sure that our students are successful. That's ultimately what we want. And as an organization, we place such a big emphasis on it because number one, we want our students to be successful. We want them to feel safe and secure and, and just have the greatest time ever as they as they live out this American dream. In terms of our school partners, we want to provide just an amazing service because we understand that if a student can meet these expectations, can get educated on some of the cultural nuances and some of the protocols and policies that they have to abide by, they're very, very likely going to be a successful student in the classroom and, and you know on the sports fields and in the extracurricular areas that they find themselves in as well. So a lot of this stuff, yes, it's essential because we want to make sure that our students are safe and secure, but there's an added element to this as well that, that looks to creating you know, global superstars that are comfortable and can go out there and be successful. And I think that's just, you know, that just speaks uh, volumes for for what we do, yeah, and, and and the the extra effort that we put into all of these small little things that make a student's life, yeah, so so much more comfortable. Yeah, it's so important. And um, speaking as somebody who has, I studied abroad when I was in college, and so our students are high school students, and I can just speak from my experience as a college student landing in a foreign place. And I think there was a solid four or five days that went by from landing to when I had my orientation. And during that time, it can be really scary. It's everything is new. You don't know anybody yet. It's a really emotional time. And you know, I just have that in the back of my mind when I'm planning these orientations with my colleagues and knowing, you know, how important those local tips are that we include in our orientation and just getting everybody to step a little bit outside of their comfort zone and introduce themselves to people and um, take a tour around your school, work with your host family to understand what stores are in your area and what street I live on, like these little details that seems silly but really make a huge difference in getting our students grounded and comfortable here at the start of the year absolutely absolutely as always this is just aimed at let's kick off this this wonderful exciting new post-covid year let's kick it off in the in the right way so liana glass any final thoughts uh from your side yeah i just agree that cambridge network goes above and beyond for our students and in every effort that we put in to give them an excellent experience here while they're studying with us. And I think it is so beneficial for our schools to hear exactly what Cambridge Network is doing with our students behind the scenes, sort of before the school year starts, so that they know where our students' foundation is, where they're starting out. And uh, yeah, this this company goes above and beyond to help create that really meaningful and valuable experience for our kids. Absolutely. I do also just want to give a quick shout out to executive producer Dean for all the background work that he does specifically today. He shared a document and did it on time and it was awesome. So Dean, as always, we uh, 
we do appreciate that. But jokes aside, we appreciate all the things that you do. Have a look at the show notes because there's always a ton of uh, vital and valuable information that we do put up there um, that's really there for your benefit. So, um, you know, feel free to reference that. And as always, send through questions, comments. If we can be doing anything better, we need to know about it. If there are topics that you want us to cover, feel free to reach out and we'll do that. Stephen, I'll interrupt you for one second just to emphasize. Leave us comments, leave us questions. We would love to do maybe a Q&A in the future or, you know, just speak to some of the comments that are left. So don't be afraid to uh, speak to us, whether it's through email or comments on YouTube, um, through the podcast, whatever you want. But we'd love to interact with our listeners. Exactly. Liana's the friendliest co-host in the world. She will just treat you with the with the utmost respect and you'll have the best time ever. So we look forward to hearing from our listeners. As always, we'll catch you around the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.